This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we're focusing on the financial strain businesses are facing today. And it's no wonder, right? The past few years have taken a toll on businesses and business owners. So from the pandemic to pandemic recovery to high inflation and, of course, rising interest rates, many are feeling it. So data shows that more business owners are relying on credit to get by and, of course, stay in business. So we're also seeing many businesses close. Business insolvencies here in Canada are hitting an all-time high. That, according to the federal Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy. Joining me now to discuss the financial struggles business owners are facing and offer advice during these challenging times are Neil Jones. He's a senior vice president with our business restructuring and turnaround services in Atlantic Canada for BDO Canada Limited. Louis-Philippe Gauthier, he's the vice president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business for Atlantic Canada. And Jeff Brown, head of commercial solutions at Equifax Canada. Thank you all for joining me today. So I thought before we got into today's discussion, we kind of just go around the table a bit so you could each share a little bit more about uh, your organization and, and what you do. So maybe I'll start with you, Neil. Sure. Thanks, Nancy. Uh, Neil Jones, I'm a partner with uh, BDO. Um, specifically, I work within BDO's business uh, restructuring and turnaround services group. Um, essentially, our services focus on assisting companies that may be facing financial stress, whether that is deteriorating financial performance or cash flow constraints. Um, generally, we help businesses or companies with assessing the reasons for financial difficulty, assessing options for turning businesses around, uh, developing restructuring plans and assistance with with execution and uh, stakeholder reporting. That's great. Thanks so much, Neil. And uh, over to you, uh, Louis Sleep. Well, thank you. Well, the Canadian Federation of Independent uh, Business uh, has been operating in Canada for over 50 years. Uh, we have members across uh, every single province from coast to coast in Canada, uh, over 97,000 members, uh, 1,600 of them being in Newfoundland and Labrador. We essentially advocate for small businesses uh, with politicians and decision makers across the three levels of government. Uh, nonpartisan organization. We work on the principle of one member, one vote. Uh, I've been researching our members' opinions uh, for well over 50 years, and that's essentially what we bring uh, to the elected officials and decision makers. What are the views of small uh, and medium-sized businesses uh, across the country? That's great. Making sure everyone has a voice there, which is awesome. And Jeff, what about you? Perfect. So I'm Jeff Brown, and I'm head of commercial solutions at Equifax Canada. So everybody knows Equifax from the consumer side. When you when you buy a car or buy a house, get a credit card. So we essentially help lenders understand your credit worthiness as an individual based on your financial history. What a lot of people don't really know about Equifax is we do the same things for businesses across Canada. So when a business purchases a, a fleet of vehicles, it gets a corporate credit card, applies for a loan. We as a credit bureau help assist on determining the ability to pay that financial obligation back. So seeing kind of the financial history, working with banks and more large suppliers to understand an individual business's credit worthiness. That's great. 
So we have a lot to get to today. I think that gives our listeners a little bit of a background, I guess, on where you guys are coming from with regards to today's discussion. But we know that there's so many struggles right now for businesses and business owners. We talked about that at the, the start of the show there. So let's start, I think, with what the data is actually showing us, because there are some concerning uh, statistics there. So according to the Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy, within the last quarter, ended June 30th, business bankruptcies increased 37%, which is the highest on record since 2014, so almost 10 years ago. The data suggests that these bankruptcies are linked to high inflation and raising interest rates. And worth pointing out, I think, is that this is a drastic change in trend considering for the last decade, insolvencies had been going down and hit their lowest point in 2021, of course, during the pandemic. The Equifax Canada data shows that a pattern of credit expansion and significant shift in credit usage, which of course indicates potential challenges for businesses. We all know revolving credit, of course, is expensive credit. CFB's latest business barometer long-term index, which is based on 12-month forward expectations for business performance, remains stable at 54.2%, which is below the historical average, and this is the national average. So here in Newfoundland, there appears to be more pessimism, I think. The Small Business Confidence Index for the 12 months is at 50%, which is down from the previous index. So I think I'll start with you, Louis-Philippe, on this. How concerning are these statistics? Uh, so if we look at the data that came out uh, on August 31st, from our perspective, uh, no, if you look at the national level, it's generally stable. But we're seeing some deterioration in uh, the uh, local demand. In other words, uh, how much business are the businesses getting? Uh, so we're seeing that deteriorate. Uh, but at the same time, we're seeing a, a little bit of a bettering when it comes to pricing plans or hiking or lowering prices. It's still continuing on a trend of, let's say, businesses uh, not transferring as much of the inflation to their clients. And it's the same thing on the uh, the wage scale. In other words, the, the wage pressure seems to be alleviate, continuing to alleviate. Now, having said that, when we uh, look uh, at, well, what are the current major input cost constraints, uh, we are seeing borrowing costs uh, essentially at double uh, what the normal average would be. If you look across from 2009 to today, normally uh, we've got about, let's say, 20-some percent of our members are saying, I'm having problems with my borrowing costs. But right now it's in the 40s. So uh, that is something that, of course, from our perspective, is a reality uh, that our members are, are living with. Now, we could go back to our, our banking report that came out a few months ago. And when we chart all of our data going back to 2009 to today, and we look at when the interest rates fluctuated, uh, the base rate from the bank, uh, Bank of Canada fluctuated throughout time, you definitely see that, that of course, uh, it's part of why, why uh, a piece of why we're here today. So if we look over, over time, we, we are seeing that, that the difficulty in the businesses, their difficulties with borrowing costs is increasing substantially and has started to do so uh, just at the end of 2022, and it's still very high in the high 40s. So that's that's the reality at this point that we're seeing through the numbers. So Louis-Philippe, there's definitely, you know, there's some concerning numbers in there, and it's no surprise right, with everything that we've been talking about with regards uh, to the economy. I think, you know, I'll, I'll look to you, Jeff, to comment on the piece around the businesses leaning more on revolving credit, right? That's what your pulse 
uh, report showed. And like I said, that is concerning to me because revolving credit is, you know, definitely more expensive credit. So what else did your trends report show that we should be talking about today? The, the increase of credit card usage is definitely a concerning sign, uh, provided that, you know, Credit cards are being used as as they should be. That you make a uh, make a purchase, uh, it's on your card. You pay within the allotted time. What we're really concerned about is during the course of the pandemic, these interest-free government-backed loans essentially help businesses pay down any existing debt they had with other suppliers or with their banks. So things like credit cards, the overall uh, amount that they had on them was actually down. So over the past few months, we've seen this increase here about 15%. And why that's alarming is that while people have good intentions to be able to use credit cards a, a certain way, that, uh, that outstanding debt revolves. So the interest increases and it really gets you down in a downward spiral. So why we're concerned is that we're seeing an increase on the delinquency side as well with overall supplier trades and financial trades. So it goes kind of really fast through the negative credit life cycle from delinquencies to collections to legal actions. And then what we're seeing, uh, we were talking about in the offset that uh, the bankruptcies are increasing. So this is a kind of an early warning indicator and that's why we're raising it as a, as a cause of concern moving forward. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Like you said, credit card usage on its own, uh, although, you know, surprising to see sometimes because it's, uh, it is an expensive use of credit. If it's being paid off every month, right, and maybe it's being used for rewards or cashback or like some other reason, that's one thing. But when you're seeing balances not being paid in full and significant amount of interest, which is going to further impact cash flow. And then again, like you said, delinquency is going up, meaning payments aren't being made on time. So it's definitely something can Concerning. And I think is part of the reason why we're also seeing uh, a significant increase in business bankruptcies, right, and, and insolvencies in the business community. So we're going to hear from Neil Jones on that when we come back. Please stay with us. Start your day off right. Get the latest updates on news, traffic, and weather conditions, plus interviews with today's newsmakers, your go-to source before you get on the go. 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays, your VOCM mornings. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. We're talking about businesses and business owners today and the stress and struggles that they're feeling, the same as, I guess, consumers really today with regard to inflation and rising interest rates, and it is having a strain on them as well. So as I mentioned in the first segment, according to the Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy, business bank bankruptcies are up 37%, which is the highest on record since 2014. So we heard from uh, Jeff and Louis-Philippe on some of these statistics in the first segment. Neil, I'd like to turn to you now. How concerned are you with, with the rise uh, in insolvency that we're seeing in the business community? And I guess part two to that question, is are there certain types of businesses feeling the pressure more than others? Uh, yes, it's concerning for sure. The statistics you mentioned. I'm receiving more calls from business owners of late, and I'm seeing seeing some not so surprising themes that align with the statistics. Uh, many businesses, as we mentioned, struggled through the pandemic and. We're really depending on a period of normal activity to strengthen their balance sheet and financial position, but unfortunately, they weren't afforded that luxury uh, with inflation causing increases in input costs for goods and services and higher interest rates. Uh, causing increases in debt servicing costs for variable debt. Um, so businesses businesses are struggling. Um, in terms of if certain businesses um, are facing 
these challenges more than others or certain sectors. Um, I, I wouldn't say any specific sectors feel the pressure more than others. Um, in an inflationary environment, many businesses are experiencing increases to input costs and high, high debt service costs. And unless a business is able to effectively pass on these costs to customers uh, through price increases, it will eventually squeeze margins. Uh, it will eventually lead to cash flow issues and financial stress. So, you know, maybe perhaps companies that are more leveraged are feeling the pinch more, but really that could be in, in, in any sector. Yeah, I guess it's similar to what we're seeing with regards to consumer insolvency, right? It's really affecting everyone, right? We see stats all the time that say 78% of Canadians are are feeling financial pressure or feeling stress and anxiety about their finances. So it's similar with business, right? It it, it doesn't necessarily matter what the the sector is. In in some regards, everyone's feeling the pinch. So, Lucy, Philippe, what are you hearing from business owners and clients? What are the challenges that they're facing and how concerned are they? I guess, about being able to maintain their operations? Well, if, if you look at the accumulated debt that businesses have had uh, during the last three years, and, and to the point that was just made, all the impacts related to input costs, uh, it, it's put a severe strain. Now, the unfortunate reality is the amount of debt that businesses have gathered over the last three years is there's still many of them are still carrying it, uh, and there's a large portion of it that's related to the federal loan program, and I think we're going to be talking about that later. So, you know, when when we look in our data uh, based on on our banking surveys and our financing surveys, the smaller the firms, the more impact there is. So, if you're looking at zero to five, and then five to plus, and then et cetera, and et cetera, the smaller the firm. Uh, when they're either looking for credit compared to 2019 uh, to just recently, we're definitely seeing uh, more use of uh, what we categorize as um, non-traditional business financing, so credit cards and et cetera. So uh, as uh, the bank started uh, increasing its rates, uh, you know, with now, our data tells us about two-thirds of our members are uh, for their margins and for many of their loans, they're on variable rates. Now, you can imagine the impact there, depending on the size of, of the loans. Uh, the servicing fees are, are, are quite high. And so, so it just continues to add to the impact to the business. Uh, so it's a question of cash flow and the, impa- the impact that it has there. And even when we look at from a, a, an industry, there's some variability, uh, as you can appreciate. But uh, the pressure is there, I would say, just as what was said generally across the board. But there's a big, there's a big difference between the smaller firms and the medium-sized firms and larger firms because of, of course, their ability to capitalize. Yeah, so, Louis Philippe, it sounds like you're, you know, in agreement with the things that Neil is talking about with regards to, you know, the size and industry. It's, it doesn't really matter. We know that already under pressure, small and medium business owners are facing another significant expense at the end of this year. And many are getting increasingly concerned about their ability to repay money that they got during the pandemic during, um, or sorry, during the pandemic with regards to SIBA. 
So before we get too deep into the discussion, let's remind our listeners about the SEPA program. So back at the start of the pandemic, when businesses were forced to close, the federal government stepped in with financial support through the Canada Emergency Business Account. So the SEPA program offered interest-free loans up to $60,000 to small businesses and nonprofits, and it estimated nearly 900,000 SMEs signed up for the partially forgivable loans. Those in good standing and able to repay before or by the deadline could see loan forgiveness up to 33%, up to $20,000. Originally, these loans were to be repaid by December 31st of last year, and then the federal government extended the deadline to December 31st of 2023. So for those unable to pay outstanding loans, these will convert to a two-year term loan with interest of 5% per annum commencing January 1st, 2024, with the loans fully due by December 31st, 2025. And I think important to note that there's one aspect of this program that is relatively unknown, and many small business owners are now discovering that in the fine print of the loan, many of them unknowingly provided a personal guarantee on these loans, meaning even if the business closes its doors or the owner um, will be responsible for personally repaying this debt. So let's talk now about the growing concerns of business owners when it comes to meeting these December deadlines, because that really is just a few months away. So Louis Lee, what are you hearing from business owners on this? It's very concerning. Uh, you know, from our perspective, with the amount of debt uh, total that the businesses have gathered across the last three years because of the pandemic, and let's keep in mind these businesses were closed not because uh, they wanted to close. They were closed on health orders of the provinces and because there was an emergency. So uh, having taken on this support that government was providing, uh, the loans already been, uh, deadlines already been pushed back a year. At this point, based on our data, with 19% of our members through our analysis that tell us that essentially this could potentially force them to close, it's very concerning. Uh, of course, we're getting calls from businesses that are trying to, to figure out payment options right now so they can maintain the forgivable portion. Uh, but there's four months to go. Uh, so uh, at this point, from an advocacy perspective, uh, we've been able to get the NDP, the Greens, and the Bloc Québécois all on board and asking the federal government to push back this deadline. We're asking for it to be pushed back to 2025, uh, not to change anything else. But to your point, it, it could have a severe, severe impact on businesses, especially with all of those that had to take on personal guarantees. And that's something uh, that, uh, from our perspective, might not reflect itself in the um, business closure numbers because, you know, you shut down the business, uh, but that at the end, the, the financial burden is on, on you as, as the owner. So you've taken part of taking care of one part of it, but then after that, it's your house, it's everything else that you own. So it's very concerning. No, absolutely it is. And Jeff, just briefly from you, what impact, I guess, with what you're seeing in your reports and, and the additional debt that people are taking on, the delinquency rates that are going up, what impact um, is that going to have on businesses' ability to look for financing maybe to help them right, get out of these loans? So I will say one thing we're really keeping our eye out for right now is, is predatory lending. So with this deadline looming closer and that uh, that forgivable amount, really um, that window is closing. So you have only a small amount of time to be able to figure out how you're going to pay that 
loan off or at least a portion of that loan to seek that forgiveness. And what we're trying to make sure is that small businesses don't put themselves in a more dire situation by taking on a loan with a higher percent interest over a longer period of time and basically kicking the can down the road. So just like we're seeing in the credit card sign, uh, aside, we don't want to see this this trend continue and we want to make sure that small businesses have enough relief. So I think there'll be um, a lot of eyes on the, on the big banks and how they support small businesses moving forward um, and really just keeping an eye on predatory lending. So if you're going to extend um, your, your payment period out by taking on another loan to, to, uh, to really push this out, make sure that the interest rates are okay with you as a business operating moving forward. You really need to think long-term rather than short. Oh, absolutely. That's such a good point. You know, we we often talk to consumers about, you know, payday loans and the high rates of interest, finance company loans and the outrageous amounts of interest that you pay. Um, and oftentimes people look at, at a Band-Aid, what, what can I do to fix today, right? And they don't necessarily think about the long-term implication or can I afford the monthly payment? Okay, I can afford the monthly payment, but not considering that they're repaying, you know, three or four times the amount that they're actually taking out over a period of time. So Neil, how concerned would you be about, you know, business owners looking at things like these predatory uh, lenders that have such high interest rates? And of course, again, with the personal um, guarantees on some of these loans, it can have an impact on their personal um, insolvency situation as well, right? Yes, for sure. Um, you know, another point that, that hasn't been discussed yet is in addition to personal guarantees is, is director's liability, right? Um, which is a concern for a lot of owner managers. Um, if expenses like source deductions or HST owing to CRA is outstanding and a business fails, that could also be uh, a liability that attaches to a director as well. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. But um, when it comes to, you know, advice, uh, for using credit to pay off the SIBA. Um, you know, although although debt may be expensive and it depends on the specific situation of, of the business and the owner, it may be, you know, maybe um, uh, prudent to pay the SIBA off with debt um, to obtain that $20,000 forgiveness, that 33% forgiveness. But, you know, my advice would be, um, you know, that would only be uh, lucrative if the cost of financing is reasonable. Um, my, my advice would be to do the math. Um, consider, you know, what is the interest rate you're being charged, as Jeff had mentioned. Um, do you have a budget to repay the, the debt uh, that's being used to pay off the SIVA, uh, you know, over a reasonable amount of time? And always, you know, with any debt agreement, read the fine print. Are you, are you uh, subjecting yourself to personal guarantees or interest rate escalation clauses? Um, so, yeah, definitely read the fine print before before you any, sign any debt agreement. Yeah, absolutely. And never a bad idea to reach out to someone like yourself to get some advice um, before you're, you're signing on the dotted line, right? To make sure you have another set of eyes telling you if this is going to be a wise investment or not. So as we've been talking about, times are tough right now. And it is important business owners remember that there are options out there and there are solutions to help them during this time of uncertainty. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Stay informed and have your say on the news of the day with your VOCM. Join Linda Swain weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. for an hour of talk and discussion with decision makers and listeners like you. News Talk on your VOCM. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada, right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. So my guest today are Neil Jones. He's a Senior Vice President of Business Restructuring and Turnaround Services for Atlantic Canada with BDO Canada Limited. Louis-Philippe Gauthier, Vice President, Canadian Federation of Independent Business for Atlantic Canada. And Jeff Brown, Head of Commercial Solutions at Equifax Canada. So we know there's a lot of economic uncertainty right now and continued fallout from the pandemic, high inflation, rising interest rates, it's all taking a toll on the finances of Canadians and businesses are feeling it too. And that's what we've been discussing today. So businesses are leaning more on credit to cover costs, business bankruptcies around the rise. And as we talked about before the break, small and medium business owners are getting increasingly concerned about their ability to repay their CBA loans, which of course are coming due at the end of this year. So the data shows there's no doubt that these are challenging times. But for business owners who are listening, feeling stressed, worried about whether or not they may have to close, it's important to know that there's solutions out there, right? There's options that are going to be available to you for you to be able to turn this around. So let's start to talk a little bit about that now. So Jeff, I'll start with you. For business owners out there who, you know, are feeling the pinch, what are some warning signs that their business may be in trouble? What should they be paying attention to? Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, we definitely feel the the struggles of small businesses across Canada right now. And sometimes when you're just trying to keep your head above water, it's hard to look at the, the key points that are, are really kind of maybe dragging you down. And so a few things that we were looking at, we've talked about credit cards and credit card usage. One of the things that's really key around credit card usage is, this, is your utilization rate. If your utilization rate on your credit card is you know, hovering over 80%, meaning, hey, you have 10000 thousand dollars worth of, of access to credit on your credit card and you're using eight thousand it's just a number you can't get past that's when lenders are, are really going to take a second guess at you as well as suppliers so um, if you're at that rate I mean don't go through and extend yourself any further if you if you can't help it um, so really that utilization rate is a key indicator for us as a credit bureau and understanding your trustworthiness with credit and your history as well as as well as lenders so it's a, a telltale sign with uh, with your cash flow with suppliers, how you're treating everybody else in the, the overall economy. So um, again, specifically around credit cards, I'd really look at your, your utilization rate. If you can keep that down, credit card uh, interest rates are usually one of the, the higher obligations from a credit perspective that a business can have. Um, another sign is really your relationship with suppliers. During the pandemic, small businesses might have been re- reaching out for um, essentially you know relief um, to defer payments out, deferring uh, whether you on the personal side, we're deferring a mortgage payment or a car payment. Small businesses are doing to the same side with their suppliers. So, you know, food distributors, uh, things like that. If you're not able to have those conversations, there's a roadblock to it that you can't work with your supplier who has the best interest to keeping you as a future business, as well as uh, them getting paid back for their outstanding debts. That's really a telltale sign that you really need to uh, take a good look there. But watch your utilization rate of your credit cards, especially as we head into um, kind of this, this holiday season this year. Yeah, no, that's some really great advice, Jeff. And so Neil, you know, for for businesses out there that are concerned, you know, maybe they have cash flow concerns, they see their profits are shrinking, they're finding it difficult to access financing. Maybe they're using their personal finances to fund their company or they're not taking a salary themselves. So these are all things for them to keep an eye on. So what's your advice if they're seeing this? 
And my, my advice, Nancy, would be to, uh, you know, seek help, uh, reach out to uh, a licensed insolvency trustee as soon as possible. Generally, um, you know, the quicker or earlier someone reaches out to seek help, the more options that are, you know, that may be available and usually it results, results in better outcomes. So, so my advice would be, you know, to reach out as soon as possible. Yeah, for sure. Sooner is always better, right? Because there's more options available the earlier that you reach out. So, Neil, if people are seeing this and they decide that it's time for them to make the call, you know, they want to have an initial conversation, can you take us through what that would look like? Like, what can the business owners expect from that? Yeah, so generally, if a business calls, um, we would have, uh, you know, one to two essentially pro bono meetings or sessions where we would, um, at a high level, try to understand uh, what may be causing the financial stress for the business, uh, what options may be available for uh, turning uh, performance of the business around. Uh, And then we would basically um, essentially provide them with you know, perhaps um, some guidance on how to execute those options. So essentially, we would we would provide you know a f- free consultation, uh, and based on you know the results of that consultation, if BDO can help, uh, we would basically um, you know get engaged from there and provide any services they need on the you know to help them with their financial stresses. Yeah, I think it's important for for business owners to understand that because we we try to stress that with consumers as well, right? It costs you nothing to come in and have a conversation to get some initial advice on what your options may be. And just knowing you have options or what that might look like for you can help in relieving some of the stress that you're feeling around uh, the business operations that you're seeing. Louis Philippe, what advice do you have for business owners if they're seeing some of these business uh, warning signs around financial difficulty? Well, it's to reach out to your to reach out to your accountant, financial planners, everybody that you have around you, and use your your support specialists uh, to be able to find you a guiding path through it. To your the point that you just made, the question is, is stress. Uh, you know, I, I remember when I was in business for over fifteen years, I tried to make my best friend my banker, so that yeah. uh, that re- that relationship was uh, was clear and the channels were clear and that he understood what was the status of the business and et cetera. But uh, no, waiting waiting is, is just not an option, especially in today's business conditions. So uh, no, it's it's having the professionals around you that that you can rely on, and 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 making that call uh, and making those conversations a priority. Because you know, business owners tend to be heavily uh, smaller to size of business. Of course, the truer it is, uh, very much involved in the day-to-day operations of the business. You know, they're the everything to the business, from HR to uh, purchasing and etc. So the, the the reality there is is this has to be top of the the reality. Uh, and if you're seeing your cash flow starting to evaporate. Uh, that's that that's a concern you know that that's a, that's a reality if you're struggling and you're juggling from one area to the other of where am i going to find the business that uh, the the money i mean well that's 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 the moment where you need to just say well all right uh, this has to be top of my list 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and to your point, oh, sorry, go ahead, Neil. Uh, Nancy, I was just going to add to a point that uh, Louis Philip made, um, and he makes a good point about the you know relationship with uh, the company's uh, financial lender. Um, a lot of companies don't look at it this way, but your financial lender is probably the most important supplier for your business. Right? They provide the lending to allow a company to grow. So, my advice would be treat treat your financial institution as as an important supplier for the business and reporting is key. If you're having financial struggles, it's best to be out in front of it, determine what those struggles are, put together you know, an option for helping to restructure, turn the company around and report the fact that you identify these struggles and you are acting on them with your financial institution. And that way they're in the know and they're more likely to work with you. Yeah, it's so important. That's the point I was going to make, too, is that communication is key, right? So to the extent that you're openly communicating, showing that you're putting in the work to come to a solution, you're going to have a lender that is more willing to work with you than if you're ignoring the calls or you're not providing them with reporting on the business that you need under your covenants and so on. But if they call earlier, um, there's a better chance that there's an informal restructuring that you can work with them on. There's also formal restructurings that are not bankruptcy, right? Where you can look at making a proposal to the creditors to, to see the business continue to operate. So what can you tell us about that? Yes, Nancy, um, the process you're speaking of is a is a proposal and under the bankruptcy uh, and insolvency act it's it's a formal proceeding um, it's usually used when you know cre- uh, companies are struggling uh, financially and creditors start to take action like formally demanding on loan payments uh, the business would have the usually have the option to file a proposal under the bankruptcy and insolvency act and what that entails you know first there's a state proceedings. And so that's essentially a timeout or effectively a timeout to allow the business to develop a proposal to present to creditors for consideration. Uh, the proposal is is developed and, and presented at a meeting of creditors whereby it must be passed through a vote and Usually, a proposal entails a compromise of debt in terms of dollar value to be paid back to creditors and time. It could allow more time for uh, the debtor to actually make payments. I will remind uh, listeners that it is a court-driven process, um, so you know there will be professional fees uh, and legal fees, but it is an option for companies to uh, enable to stop the bleeding and put together a plan to present to its creditors. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's certainly, you know, the main thing I think that you want to, to think about here is that it's an alternative to bankruptcy. It is something that will allow the business to continue to operate and, and get you outside with your, your lenders and your suppliers uh, to see the business continue. So lots of great advice for business owners that are listening. So is there more government can be doing? The Canadian Federation of Independent Business says yes. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Your voice in Newfoundland and La- Labrador's biggest conversation. If you want to know what's happening in your province, tune in to Open Line every day. Have your say weekday morning starting at 9 a.m. on Open Line with Patty Daly on your VOCM.
Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon. Joining me on today's show is Neil Jones. He's the Senior Vice President of the Business and Restructuring and Turnaround Services for Atlantic Canada with BDO Canada Limited. Louis-Philippe Gauthier, Vice President for Canadian Federation of Independent Business for Atlantic Canada. And Jeff Brown, Head of Commercial Solutions at Equifax Canada. So as you've been hearing, these continue to be really tough times for business owners across the country, including, of course, here at home in Newfoundland and Labrador. And we know many businesses are in a precarious position. So they're deeper in debt due to the pandemic and high inflation. The steep increases in borrowing costs due to rising interest rates are also taking a toll right now. And that raises the question, what more can we be doing to support business owners? So, Louis Philippe, I'll start with you because I know your organization has said there is more that government, federal as well as provincial, can be doing to help. Well, at this point, from a federal perspective, the ask is clear. Uh, we, we are you know, calling on the federal government just to re-push the deadline back to 2025 so to give some breathing room and so that the majority of businesses can take advantage of the forgivable portion that they need. Uh, that was part of the structure of this package when you no know, health orders shut down their businesses uh, not even it wasn't even a question that if they could stay open they had to close so so no did we have to remember the context so the, the deadline has to be pushed back you know we've we've been able to gather uh over the last few months over 35,000 uh, signed petitions uh, and of course we're keeping on uh, the drum beats uh, but the time is it's closing so with the support of uh, three of the five federal parties, uh, you know, one would think that at this point the federal government is actually thinking like, all right, well, we need to do something. So that's one part. On the provincial part, you know, we, we with the numbers that we're seeing where uh, re- reduced domestic demand, of course, you know, people are keeping their pennies closer to their chests, not spending as much. And our, our, our recent uh, data tells us that, of course, and anytime you spend in a small business locally, a lot more of that money stays uh, in the hands of the, the, the community. You know, what could the provincial governments do is, is to really support buy local and buy small, buy uh, from your, your small and medium-sized businesses locally so that the money is there. And, of course, that we compensate a little bit for the reduced in, uh, in the reduction in demand that we're seeing through um, uh, everybody's trying to, to save a little bit of money. So being a conscious consumer is something that that uh, the provincial governments could help with. Yeah, and I know we stress that a lot on the show too, is, you know, to the extent that you can buy local and support local businesses, you really are helping the overall community. We know that there's a lot of jobs provided by local business, right? So by supporting local business, you are really having a big impact on the overall economy in the province. So, um, Neil, from the banking sector perspective, are there things that you think financial institutions can be doing here? Yeah, actually, what I'm witnessing of late, uh, Nancy, is the banking sector appears to be um, to um, be acting more patiently, I guess, with with businesses and financial stress. Uh, I know every situation is is different, but generally speaking, the banking sector seems to be 
uh, acting with more patience and, and allowing businesses more time to uh, develop a restructuring plan. Um, so, so I guess my, my, you know, rather than what, what banks can do, you know, my, my uh, point, the point I would like to make here is, you know, as a business owner, take charge of that relationship. Um, make sure that you are reporting um, often. And, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're struggling and you need a restructuring plan, get some help to put it together and report that to your institution. So they're in the know. So reporting is key is I guess what I would say when it comes to, uh, a company's financial lender. Yeah, for sure. It goes back to what we were saying, right? Communication is so, so important. Ignoring it won't make it go away. It'll actually make it worse. So, so important to communicate. And, and like we said, if, if you're unsure of the, you know, watch your best foot forward in communicating with your financial institution, reaching out to someone like yourself, Neil, or your, your own um, accountant will certainly be a step in the right direction. Yeah, Neil, that's definitely some great advice. And, and to your point, you know, communication really is key. Uh, and and reaching out if you need some support to make sure you're putting your best foot forward so that you can respond in the best way to your lenders. And then that's always a great idea as well. So some really great advice for business today. I think some eye-opening information for consumers out there, right, and how they can support uh, business owners and the need, right, for us to support local business. We do have some time now for some final thoughts. So I will start with you, Neil. If you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? Yeah, I guess my, my my final thought would be, you know, early intervention leads to more options and and better outcomes generally. Um, you know, owner managers, you know, may have run their have run a business and you know grew it from the the ground up for twenty years, and sometimes they may think, you know, they they don't need help uh, to to you know turn things around. But you know, my my advice would be, you know, any any business can struggle in this environment. You could have a business that's been healthy over the last three or four years, and all of a sudden, you know, profit turns into a reduced reduced profit or even a slight loss. So my my thought would be, you know, get get out in front of it, reach out if you need professional help. Uh, the earlier, the better. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly before you take any drastic measures about like taking on additional debt, especially if it's high interest rate debt, you want to make sure you're getting some uh, some advice before you go down that path. So definitely a good idea. So Neil, if people did want to reach out, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, they, they can call or email. Email is likely the best, but uh, my my email is nejones at bdo.ca. Um, you can look me up on BDO's uh, website. I'm based in Halifax, but uh, cover the Atlantic provinces. That's great. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. And Louis Philippe, if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? Well, I'd, I'd echo everything that was mentioned earlier, just basically get get a grip of it as soon as possible if you see that you're you're facing some challenges uh, and have your relationship of your network of relationships uh, from your banker all the way to your financial financial planners and anybody that can help uh, essentially uh, connected with and, and zoned in uh, now we are in the process of uh, trying to get the federal government to agree to push back uh, the CBA replan- uh, 
uh, loans deadline uh, for at least until 2025. So at the current time, uh, any MPs that you talk to, uh, that's a conversation that should be had. Uh, and if uh, anybody is interested in signing petitions, well, you know, CFIB has one and there are others as well. But the reality is uh, right now the time is very, very short. Even with three political parties uh, that are supporting the, rep- the pushing back of the deadline, the two main parties still haven't uh, decided on what they were going to do uh, or what position they were going to take. So that's something that, uh, at least from our perspective, from an advocacy uh, point of view, is, is very important. Now, uh, I did mention the question of shop local. Uh, you know, uh, from from our perspective, when we look at the data and we see that businesses are are, are having difficulties in in the current revenue. In other words, the book of business that they're getting locally has shrunk, and they're having difficulties for many businesses. The importance of shopping local is very much there. You know, when you think about it, sixty six cents of every dollar that you spend. Uh, in your local business will stay within the community compared to only 11 cents with uh, one of the multinationals where you might be spending your dollars. So being a conscious consumer is very important to give a hand uh, and hand in support to all of our small businesses across Newfoundland and Labrador. Yeah, absolutely, Lucy. So if people wanted to find out more about CFIB, what your programs are, the research that you're doing, maybe wanted to, to join the organization, what's the best way for them to do that? CFIB.ca. Sounds easy enough. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) My pleasure. And Jeff, if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today. I think the the one thing that you will hear from all of us is that, yes, credit and debt is a a huge topic. But we all know that small businesses have to spend money to be making money as well. So it's not that, hey, you know, manage your debt, pay everything down. That's that's all fine and well. But at the same time, you have to be able to take on new debt to be able to grow and service your customers as well. So it's just making sure that you're really looking at the, the long term. Is any debt that you're taking on, any repayment that you're making on any loan, Think of the long term, just not here. What's a relief valve for you to get you through the next few months? I think we're used to thinking about that through the pandemic, but we really need to shift our, our mindset to the to the long term, the long run. And I think what you've you've heard from you know BDO and, and CFIB, everybody's here to support. Everybody wants a small business to succeed, whether it's your supplier, your banker, um, I mean your financial advisor. They're all in there to help you out, and you're not alone. That's some really great advice and some really uh, good points you're making there around thinking about the long term. That's you want to be focused on that and not, you know, short term band-aid solutions and getting advice to help you through that is uh, definitely um, the right approach, I think. So, Jeff, if people want more information about Equifax and, and the commercial side of things, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So equifax.ca or follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, we we publish a lot of information about education, support, and just awareness about where the economy is heading. So whether it's uh, consumer side of you as an individual, commercial side of the business, or even on the fraud realm, which uh, has had some uh, interesting themes across the, the past year here as well. So follow us on LinkedIn, and it's a great uh, medium to be able to consume information from us. Great. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much.
And remember, I always want to hear from you, my listeners. If you have a comment or question or a topic you'd like me to discuss here on Your Money with Nancy Snedden, you can email me at yourmoney@bdo.ca or call me at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Snedden. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoney@bdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees on your VOCA. Yeah.